Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Time now for Soccer City, right here on your home for Louisville City FC, ESPN 680-1057, and the ESPN Louisville app. Now, here are your hosts, Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Hello, everybody. Happy 420. It is Soccer City Radio here on ESPN 680-1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. The UPS Jobs text line is open. 437-9680. You can give us a shout. Tell us what you're thinking about Louisville City and Racing Louisville. This is, of course, the show where we talk all things Louisville City and Racing Louisville every Thursday at 6 o'clock here on these airwaves. I'm Jeff Milby. Benton Newman is across from me. Benton, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Today? Is, is your mic plugged in? Uh, is his mic on? I didn't plug if you're hearing him. Can you hear me? Okay. okay. It sounds funny to me, but I, that, maybe that's just my headphones. Anyway, Benton's there. Um, we are really excited about this show because we've got a lot to talk about. Um, Louisville City coming off of a huge win over San Antonio. They've won three straight games. We'll break that down. Racing Louisville, still undefeated, but still looking for their first win as well. Three straight ties for them, including a 2-2 tie last week at L.A. They are at Portland on Saturday night. We're going to break that down a little bit, and we're really thrilled about our guest today. Wilson Harris, uh, a player who has scored in two straight games for Louisville City, a player who was the leading goal scorer last year for Louisville City. He's going to call us uh, in the second segment of the show at around 620. Uh, a really interesting conversation we hope to have with him, and, and uh, we're catching him at a good time, Benton. He is red hot right now. Oh, yeah. He missed the first, beginning of the season with a little bit of injury, but he uh, hasn't seemingly missed a step since he started to get in the action. So excited he's back and healthy and firing on all cylinders. So let's talk about that game uh, that Louisville City is coming off of. They played San Antonio at home on Saturday. That was a rematch of last year's USL Championship Final. A USL Championship Final, by the way, that Louisville City lost 3-1. to one. So revenge was on the line for the boys in purple. And before 11,500-plus, they were able to get some of that revenge. As we mentioned, Harris scoring. It was the only goal. They won it one to nothing. Um, and it was a really interesting game tactically, which we can get into. But just first of all, off the top, Benton, how big is it emotionally for Louisville City to, one, defeat the team that eliminated or ended their season last year in the title game, but two, just keep on the right path after those two bad losses to El Paso and Sacramento. They've now won three straight overall, two straight in league play. It feels like the ship has righted a little bit for Louisville City. Yeah, this San Antonio win was absolutely massive. Um it was, the, it was the kind of game that as soon as they saw it on the schedule, that was the match. If they wanted one win out of the year, it was going to be that one. They got some revenge. And I think particularly it feels good because, um, you know, not only did we have a pile of injuries, have to travel, yada, yada, for the finals, but 
they I think they just they tactically beat us last time and this time we kind of flipped the table, flipped the script, got a win. Um and yeah, just to compound that with some of the the early struggles that we had this season makes it all the sweeter. Yeah, you mentioned the tactics of it. Uh Danny Cruz had some interesting thoughts on those tactics when he spoke after the game. Again, San Antonio such a unique style. That's maybe the most defining feature of of why they won the title last year. They're such a unique team to play. It's almost like playing in college football, like playing a triple option team. It's such a strange change up to the way most teams in the league play that it can kind of cause you some problems. But Having gone through that championship game last year, having watched some tape of that, uh, Danny Cruz and Louisville City made some adjustments. So here's what he had to say about the, the tactical shift that led to Louisville City's win over San Antonio Saturday. Well, that's not playing. I'm going to work on that Much for a second. There it is. Defensively, we did not. They're a team that doesn't want the ball. So we gave them the ball. Uh, we made sure that we stayed tight. The, not, the data shows they don't want the ball. The video shows they don't want the ball. So you let them have it, and you keep your numbers collective to be nice and tight to be able to pick up the second balls, and you try to limit uh, set pieces. Let me be clear, though. That, that's not a knock on them. They do what they do very, very well. And I give Allen a ton of credit because he's got a group that buys in uh, to that style of play. So that is not a – I don't mean any disrespect to that. I mean they do a good job at it. It goes a little bit against our DNA. Uh, we're a high-pressing team and a team that wants the ball. Um, but we made a decision tonight uh, as a staff, and, and, and I thought our players executed it, executed it to the T. Um, they are dangerous. Their set pieces are dangerous. You can't, you can't foul them at half field. Otherwise, the ball's going in the box, which is why I said our goalkeeper, our back line, the entire group defending the box was excellent. Excellent. So again, that's Danny Cruz talking about the victory over San Antonio and the tactical, the strategy shifts that he made in the game. Yeah, so we, we've we mentioned this before, but one thing I do want to highlight here is that this was a really good game for Coach Danny Cruz. He is a rising star in the soccer community, and, and you know, nothing against the players on the pitch. They absolutely contributed and, and did a lot of the heavy work, but tactically, they needed to get it right to get a win of, against a team of that quality, and Coach Cruz and his staff did that. In fact, it snapped a 16-game win streak for San Antonio. Unbeaten huge. streak. Unbeaten, unbeaten streak. Sorry, yeah. my bad. Yeah. You, you, you're, you got it. You're on the yeah. point. Un, unbeaten streak. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, a huge win. And, and your point, I think you make an excellent point, Benton, about this being a game that highlights the talent of Danny Cruz as a coach. Because he saw this game. He saw that the best way to win was, frankly, the complete opposite of the way his team wants to play and the way he wants his team to play most nights. Uh, but he was able to make that switch. He was able to coax it out of his team. I mean, it's one thing to identify that as the solution to, to finding victory against a, a talented championship team. It's another thing altogether to implement it, make it happen, and actually come away with the victory. And he was able to do both. Uh, I mean, to your point, a rising star in the game, just 33 years old, Danny Cruz. And evidently, as, as put on display on Saturday, he has the tactical acumen, the strategy, the X's and O's mind uh, to, to win a game and go against the grain of how his team wants to play. It was very impressive. Yeah, that's one thing I've kind of appreciated during his tenure here is that he's, he's willing to to experiment and try new things. And he does so, I think, with, with sound logical reason. It's not always worked, but sometimes it does. I know he's a fan of a back three formation and will be willing to whip that out different times. But this didn't even require a shape change. This was more a change in style, which, again, I just... I find that element of things really fascinating, and I'm really glad that it worked out. To be fair, or to be honest, maybe, 
Um, it didn't make for the most attractive game to watch. No. Uh, but that's just how San Antonio is. I mean, they, for those that don't know and are listening to us, they are a team that likes to sit back. They love to sit back and defend and then hit you on the counter. And when they do get the ball, they'll kick it long and hope that it falls to somebody uh, on their team and results in a, in a good in a chance or a goal. And it worked to perfection. All of last season, they were the number one seed in the entire league. They won the regular season title. Uh, they hosted the final by, by virtue of that and defeated Louisville City in that game plan, in that fashion. Um, and Louisville City came back this year and answered them and, and really fought fire with fire, I think, in a lot of ways. They said, all right, if you want to play this way, we'll play back at you that way. And every time Louisville City got the ball, they kicked it back to San Antonio, kicked it long to San Antonio and said, no, you need to come at us. Yeah. You need to work with, work with the ball on the ground and come at us. Yeah, and I mean, some of those numbers kind of suggest that it wasn't the most exciting game. And again, this is a product of playing San Antonio and trying to play to them possession-wise. Something usually Louisville City likes a lot. We can hover somewhere near the 60% against some opponents. We only had 49%, so actually they had the better of it, which is something they don't like. And exactly, that was very intentional. When you look at expected goals, we only got 0.18. They got 0.7. That means there were not a lot of threatening opportunities in that match. And yes, they did have the higher XG on there. But if you kind of go back and watch those, it was just a lot of just honestly bad shots from outside the box that weren't really threatening. And those kind of you know accumulate and add to that XG score. But that's, so that's why you need a little extra context with some of those numbers. But again, to your point, not the most exciting for maybe a neutral fan to watch. But if you knew the context going in, knew what's at stake for these teams and knew how San Antonio plays, like... It went pretty pretty similar to how you might expect. Yeah, and this is where, as a soccer community, we're starting to in Louisville. We're starting to to get up to that uh, in game awareness. And everybody talks about Louisville as a basketball city, and rightfully so. That Louisville has some of the most knowledgeable and intelligent basketball fans in the country, and that's absolutely true. Um, and it's starting to become that way with with the soccer uh, community as well, and the soccer fanhood is. Uh, fan base as well uh, with Louisville City and racing Louisville and this was a game for uh, the soccer tactical wonks the nerds are, are just love this game uh, because of the the shifts that Danny Cruz made the way he was able to play against his own team's character and play against his own team style um, and come out with a victory uh, just really phenomenal stuff and again it's a win over the defending champions. It's a win over a team, as you, as you mentioned, 16 games unbeaten dating back to last season. It's revenge from last year's USL Championship final. It's a victory in front of 11,500 fans, which is a great crowd for April. Louisville City doesn't normally pack it in quite like that until July, August in the summertime, but they had a phenomenal crowd, and they delivered for that crowd with a win. One thing I just remembered is the atmosphere at that match. Yeah. That was so much fun. They got a big wave going, some, a group of guys... The section ever for me got that started on there. We did the whole white the thing, with the, thing. Yeah, and this was all like just very organic and random. And I just like think it went really well with the magnitude of the match, and it just made for a very memorable night at that stadium. Does the flashlight thing stick around? You think? Oh, I hope D- so. Does that become a, a Louisville think, City tradition that I, say, and I don't know, the seventy fifth minute suddenly the flashlights come out? I think so. For when and we got to whip those out 75, 80 minutes. I'm going to try to make a mental note to try to, to, to start that myself yeah. if it's not happening. But it was a cool thing, and I'd like to see that continue. I love that. One other thing I'll say, and this this will segue nicely into our second segment. Again, if you're joining us, our guest, Wilson Harris, who has scored two straight games for Louisville City, um, he was phenomenal in this game, um, obviously scoring the goal, and it was a terrific goal. Uh, a beautifully flicked header, ran to the near post, just flicked it on enough and looped it up over the goalkeeper into the back of the net, uh, but also his work rate. And that's something Danny Cruz talked about, and we'll play that sound here uh, in the second segment before we talk to Wilson. Uh, but his work rate, the, the way that he chases the game, he's constantly 
battling for every ball, chasing every ball along the back line, putting pressure on defenders and goalkeepers whenever they have the ball at their feet. Nothing comes easy if you're an opponent against Wilson Harris, and that's such an asset for Louisville City, I think. Yeah, it's actually something I was going to bring up later with him, but I was kind of looking back, and last time that we played Charleston last August when we, we thumped them quite badly, one of the goals was purely a product of his pressing. The defender had the ball in the back line. He just bullied him off there, took a shot, and scored. Yeah, there, there was a goal like that against Tampa Bay. And then uh, the week prior to that, he had a really similar goal where he was just, uh, as you said, just rushed a defender who had the ball at his feet. Yep. And the defender all of a sudden said, oh, uh, and like panicked. And Wilson took the ball right away from him and put it right in the back of the net. I mean, that's it, it sounds simple. It, and frankly, it is a pretty simple goal. But it's through hard work, it's through effort, it's through intensity, it's through energy, and that's the kind of player he is, and he has been uh, a sensational asset for Louisville City the last two years since signing with the team. Uh, One other thing before we finish this segment and look ahead to Wilson's uh, interview, uh, big game coming up for Louisville City on Saturday. One versus two in the Eastern Conference. Charleston Battery down in South Carolina. They are the most improved team in the league, I'll say, this season. It's because they've hired the USL Coach of the Year, Ben Perman, who was down in Memphis last year. Louisville City fans remember what a thorn Memphis was in Louisville City's side. Uh, they came to Lynn Family Stadium and beat them late in the season. I think it was in August last year. Um, he obviously has a coaching talent because he's picked up from Memphis, moved in the offseason to Charleston, and vastly vastly improve that team and the winner of this game on saturday will claim first place in the eastern conference so uh it go, almost goes without saying it, 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 that's that's all the facts you need to know uh to see why this this game coming up saturday is so important yeah no rest for the weary another big one you know here's a fun fact about this one second straight year that we're playing charleston away on thunder we did the same thing last year. You're absolutely right. Yeah, that is a fun fact. I don't. I, I like the consistency. I don't know. I don't know why it happened to work out that way. But I wouldn't be mad if there was a maybe consistent a, a alignment little, like that. A little theme there, perhaps. Yeah, maybe it, something with the cannon and the fireworks. I don't know. It would be. There. It would be cool uh, if the schedule makers just one year just to see how it worked scheduled the home game on Thunder Night for either racing or Lucidity, City just to see how it worked out. You know what I mean? Like the bats do that. The bats will have a home game on Thunder Night so that the fans can buy tickets to the game, and then stick around for the fireworks after the game is over. It'd be interesting to see if they were able to make that happen. You are a madman. People already complain about getting out of some of those lots. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, the traffic would be horrendous, wouldn't it? I would, I would, I like would be to there, see though. it, though. Yeah, I, I would still go. I would be there. I mean, heck, I might even go to the stadium uh, this weekend for, for Thunder because they do sell tickets where you they can say, watch the air show. They'll have the games on the big TV. There was a fun time last year. It's going to be weather-dependent for me if I show up this year, yeah. but... Well, you bring it up nicely, and I'll mention it before we go to break. You can buy tickets to go to Lynn Family Stadium on Saturday. There's no soccer there, but you can watch the air show. You can watch the fireworks for Thunder over Louisville. You can do it from the comfort of a stadium seat with access to clean bathrooms. They'll put the game up on the screen, so there will be soccer there, just not like live. Not live soccer, yeah. And there are two games to watch that night, in fact, with Louisville City at Charleston, and then, as we mentioned, racing at Portland. So go to lucity.com slash tickets uh, to buy tickets for Thunder over Louisville at Lynn Family Stadium, presented by Kroger, by the way. Um, or call 502-LU-CITY. So uh, that's coming up on Saturday for Thunder over Louisville. Let's take a timeout. When we come back, Wilson Harris, uh, Louisville City's forward, who has scored in two straight games. He will join us by phone. So stick around for that. And if you have questions, 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Hit us up on Twitter, at Soccer City Radio, at Jeff Milby, at Purple SDF. Wilson Harris, when we return on Soccer City. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition. And I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? 
The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. Welcome back to Soccer City. I'm Jeff. Benton is across from me. And uh, Wilson Harris is our guest. We're very thrilled to have him. But before we get to Wilson, let's hear from his head coach, who spoke about him after the victory over San Antonio, Danny Cruz, with uh, some compliments for his forward following uh, a game in which he scored and led Louisville City to victory. So here's Danny Cruz speaking about Wilson Harris. Yes, yeah, not a surprise. Again, when I look at the work that he puts in uh, day in and day out, when I look at his growth since he's been here at this club, uh, he deserves all the credit in the world. We asked a lot of him tonight. You know, when you look at who uh, applied most of the pressure, it was Wilson because we wanted to keep the back line, the six, and the midfield line of four uh, nice and compact. So he was asked to do a ton of work. Uh, and not only did he do it defensively, uh, he, he scored goals. Or yeah. goal. There's Danny Cruz praising the work rate of Wilson Harris, and we bring him in now. Wilson Harris on the on a two-game goal-scoring streak has time to join us on a Thursday evening. Hey, Wilson, how you doing? Good, guys. How's it going? We're doing great, man. Really appreciate the time. Uh, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, Wilson, after missing the start of the season, you've went on to score in the last two matches against two defensively oriented opponents. With a few matches now under your belt, how are you feeling about the season thus far? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's a tough start for, for the guys with injuries and stuff. But I think, you know, we, we really back ourselves and we know who we are. So, you know... The performances will come. We just have to keep working. Wilson, we heard there in that clip that Danny Cruz refers to you as Willie. Is that uh, – do you go by Willie? Do you like that he calls you Willie? I've heard him call you that a time or two. Uh, I think it's just a thing around the locker room for sure. Uh, I think it's easier than Wilson. Uh, my grandpa used to call me Willie, so I, I don't mind it at all. Okay, so real quick, yes or no, if I start calling you Willie Harris on the radio, you're cool with it or no? Uh, give it to Wilson Harris if you're going with the Harris, but you can you can start calling me Willie for sure. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Permission granted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Wilson, I want to ask you about your the header that you pulled off against San Antonio. Very difficult to, to pull that off. So, um, were you kind of just making the most of the ball placement there, or was there any sort of, like kind of intention going with a more aerial approach like that? Yeah, I think I think the way the ball was coming in from from Enoch, I uh, I kind of just had to guide it on because it, it was almost like on frame, and I knew I'd have to make it challenging for the goalie and put it high. So it's just like a flick on, but I think the the ball and the my movement in the box is probably the most important. We just heard those comments from your coach, really praising your work rate, and that's something that. We were talking about it in the last segment when we talked about the San Antonio game, that your ability to press 
really sticks out uh, to us when you're on the field. I mean, you're just full of activity. You're always chasing down defenders, chasing the ball when it goes back to the goalkeeper. Um, so has that always been a part of your game? Uh, or is that something that, you know, now that you've been to, with Louisville City that you've adapted? Tell us about your work rate and your, your pressing ability. Uh, I think I, I think I've always been pretty high, high pressing, but I think Danny has taken me to to the next level with that. Really, with my fitness and timing of when to press and when to when to hold. But tactically, we we're a high pressing team, and and we want to win the ball back as high, high up on the field as we can. So I think it's it's super important for me to be not only on the offensive side, but helping helping the guys defensively. Now, coming up this Saturday, you guys got a big match against the uh, the battery, so no no rest between big matches for you guys. Um, so kind of what, what are your thoughts watching uh, Charleston? How are you guys preparing for that one? Yeah, I mean, they're a very good team, young team, a lot of new talent. Uh, ben, the coach, had a lot of success uh, with Memphis, and, you know, watching them this year that they're going to be a really tough opponent and i think uh it's going to be a great game to watch for sure we're chatting with louisville city forward wilson harris here on soccer city uh wilson obviously you guys hit a little bit of a rough patch you were out for for a large stretch of the early part of the season um but there were a couple of losses early on in the year that were very uncharacteristic of louisville city losing to el paso and then the sacramento game on the road um obviously you guys have have righted the ship a little bit since then with three straight wins and two straight in the league um how do you feel how the the just generally how the season has gone for for you guys so far do you feel is the confidence growing back after those couple of losses yeah i mean tough start for sure i think i think everyone in the locker room knows that but i think the way we've we've turned it around and Put in some big performances against uh, Detroit and San Antonio. You know, it's up and down here and there, but I think we're we're consistently putting in good performances. So I don't think uh, the mindset changes at all. We know who we are, and we're just going to keep keep fighting for wins. Now, um, one thing that Coach Cruz has been reiterating a lot in these in these pressers, particularly when it comes down to to injuries, is that the value of competition in, in practices. Now, um, you and your position. I mean, when when you have more guys competing against you, do you think that's really kind of pulling out the best from you guys, or what what sort of benefits do you see there when you have a more full, healthy roster throughout the week? Yeah, I mean, we usually play eleven v eleven on a Wednesday, just to maybe for like twenty minutes, just to get our feet going, and it's always a tough tough game whether you're in the starting lineup or you're you're not starting and i think that really helps us get ready for the weekend and um yeah i mean everyone's pushing everyone in the locker room and we know that everyone has quality that if you're on loose city you have top top potential wilson you're you're a young guy still early in your career uh, obviously with a promising future um you have a teammate of a similar uh, you know, you could say similar things about in terms of Josh Winder. Um, and obviously he had a big game last night. He didn't play in it, but he was with the U.S. men's national team last night against Mexico uh, with 55,000 fans in the stands. Um, just tell us how cool it was for you guys as a team to have a teammate go off with, with Team USA and the U.S. men's national team. Um, and and what, just what are your thoughts generally on, on that experience for Josh? Yeah, no, it's, it's so amazing. I'm, I'm so happy for Josh getting that experience. I can't wait to ask him about it when he gets back. 
But yeah, I think it it just shows the work we do as a team, and also the work he's done as a, as a young professional. And I think the sky's the limit for him. Again, we're chatting with Wilson Harris, Louisville City forward, who scored in two straight games here on Soccer City. Wilson, you've been in Louisville for now. This is your second year in Louisville uh, with Louisville City. First of all, just uh, what are your general impressions of the city, of the fan base, all that kind of stuff, now that you've certainly you know, had time to ingratiate yourself to the community? What's, what's your impression of Louisville so far? I, I really love living out here. It's, it's a great community and you know, great food, great, great, like, events i love derby um and we i think we have the best fans in the league no doubt and the best stadium now uh, you met you mentioned we have good eats around here what have been your some of your favorite places to go i'm trying to trying to build up my list of restaurants to check out restaurants, uh i love barvetti if you're into italian food um sapporo for sushi um yeah those are those are my top picks right now Okay, adding those to the list. Thank you, Wilson. Uh, Well, Wilson, hey, we really appreciate you taking some time to chat with us. Uh, Obviously, you are in phenomenal form right now with a couple of games with a goal. Um, Looking forward to watching you the rest of the season, and we wish you nothing but continued success. Thanks, Thanks for the time, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Really appreciate it. Good luck Saturday. All right. Bye now. That's uh, Wilson Harris of Louisville City. Barvetti. Uh, for Italian food, his favorite place to go. How about that? Yeah, and he also mentioned a sushi place, which I only just recently started trying sushi. I went to, I uh, was at Dragon King Daughter on Barstown yeah, Road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good stuff. It's, it's quality I'm, stuff. I'm into it Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Yeah. Sushi is a good thing. I'm glad you're expanding your horizons <laughs> only, to I, include sushi. I had only ever had it in the context of like a bad like Chinese buffet, so it's like <laughs> electrical <laughs> tape and rice. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little different going to a sushi place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, uh, you know, a lot of good stuff in that interview. Um, so, Willie... Maybe is an alternate nickname. Danny has permission that, you know, we kind of have permission. Um, but what an impact he's made since coming back and being healthy. Um, obviously, he was a huge player for Louisville City last year. He was the leading scorer last year in a year where coming in, he was maybe a little bit of an unknown. He came over from the Sporting Kansas City organization as a young player. He was the USL Young Player of the Year previous in his career, playing for Sporting Kansas City's reserve team uh, in the USL. Comes over to Lou City, an independent team. Cameron Lancaster is here. Uh, you know, everybody kind of expected, I would think, coming into last season, at least my memory of it, was that, look, this is Cam's job to lose. Wilson, young player, potential, maybe he can contribute something. And then Cameron Lancaster goes down injured. And Wilson Harris came in and made that position his, really. I mean, he became a star for this team last year, and he's picked up where he's left off this year after coming back from injury. Oh, yeah, he's definitely entered himself into the conversation with fans. But ultimately, I think the end objective was is they wanted to use those two as a pairing up top. But with the injuries that, that Cam has sustained, we still haven't even really got to see that yet. So That's I, true. I'm sure that uh, Coach Cruz and his staff are, are itching to, to whip that out at the right opportunity when both of them are healthy. healthy. But, yeah, we knew what Cam was about. We knew that. He was great, but uh, but last season Wilson proved he should be in that same conversation. He's picked up right where he left off, and they they present different options for Danny Cruz. Um, and obviously, if they don't play together, to your point, um, because they're two different kinds of players. I mean, Wilson Harris, like we mentioned and asked him about, he's a player that is going to just work, 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 chase the ball, run after the ball, put pressure on the opposing defense all day long, and and if he can find a goal out of that, great. And then he'll also work hard on, like we saw on Saturday on set pieces, and the last two Saturdays, in fact, and you know make dangerous runs to the near post, uh, quality finish as well, like we saw on Saturday. Cameron Lancaster, we know his ability, if you get him the ball anywhere on the field, he can make a goal happen. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but they're, they're two different kinds of styles of number nine. And it, it, it's honestly a good problem to have for Danny Cruz. To, if he wants against one opponent, he can kind of hit him with the fastball and another opponent hit him with the curveball or the changeup to use a, a cross-sport reference there. Um, it, it, it's a good problem to have. That's exactly what I was going to bring up. You don't want two of the same exact kind of guys, and you know what you're facing against. Having two, two different profile of attackers there really kind of adds tactically to the mix, and I'm sure that was very intentional when, uh, when they went out and found Wilson. Let's talk about the game coming up. We mentioned it in our interview with Wilson, and we also mentioned it a little bit uh, in the first segment. Let's dive into it for a few minutes before we talk about racing Louisville and their uh, impressive start to the season and also a very difficult test for them coming up at Portland on Saturday night. Lou City is on the road Saturday night at Charleston Battery. It's a 7.30 kickoff, one versus two in the Eastern Conference. Our coverage here on ESPN Louisville begins at 7.15 Saturday night with me and Casey Whitfield. Um, this is going to be an early test, I think, in a lot of ways for Charleston. This will be a little bit of a are-they-for-real kind of game. We saw them already once this season beat Tampa Bay on the road in a midweek game. Um, Augustine Williams scored a pair of goals in that game, a very dangerous forward for Charleston. That's certainly one hurdle and one test. Uh, full credit to Tampa Bay. They've been right with Louisville City among the elite in the Eastern Conference. But to now turn around and have Louisville City again coming to their place, uh, this could be a potential statement game for Charleston at home against the reigning Eastern Conference champions. So Louisville City has to be on their best stuff on the road Saturday night. They have to come out with the right mentality. To Charleston's credit, they've played Tampa twice. Have they really? Yeah. I just saw that they had had them the other night. They've already played them twice. Wow. Yep. Yep. Schedule oddities, but yeah, they've, yeah. they've played them twice, home and away, beat them both times, so six points total on that one. That's uh, easy to do. Again, yeah, it's still early, but right now they're at least showing that they're starting off on the right foot. Um, and, you know, Ben Pierman, I don't, I don't think it's an accident. He, was, uh, he had a good thing going in Memphis, leaves, and now has a good thing going there. I think the correlation is pretty obvious, so obviously we owe him a bit of respect when, when facing up against them. And last time when we went to Charleston, uh, it ended up being a, a 1-1 draw. In it was fact, a difficult game, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually Matiti's uh, first goal That's right. for uh, for Louisville City. It went a little better when we played them at home, but away it was a tougher one, so I'm hoping for a little better result this time. Let me ask you a question. Let me, let me put it to you kind of bluntly about the, the, the way this result goes. If Charleston wins, what does that say? If Louisville City wins, what does that say? And if they tie, what does that say? So if, I mean, I'm not going to read into it too much if Louisville City loses, right? It's it's away against a, a kind of reshaped in a way battery team. Still plenty of season to make up those points. It'll be uh, an opportunity for us to learn about themselves. Um, so I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. It's kind of how I was thinking about the San Antonio match, right? I want to go into kind of measure. I'm like, this could go sure. any which way. I just want the team to look good in, in however it goes down. And, and we can learn and yeah. grow from that. We're not at the point yet where we're counting points and doing some futuristic math to see if we're going to make the playoffs or where in the playoffs. So still quite a bit away from that. If it's a draw, you know, honestly, in most cases, a draw on the road is always a good result to have considering the quality of opponent that at least we've seen thus far in the season. I think that'd be a decent result. And obviously, if we win, be another big milestone uh, win for the club and put us up on top of the East and... And the more cushion you can build, the better, right? We still haven't got that that overall win throughout the regular season. We haven't been the top dog there. We've right. won in the playoffs, but we haven't won throughout the regular season. And so these are the kind of wins that you have to make if you want that accolade. Right, and to your point, uh, and a point that Danny Cruz has made all season, the message to his team on the heels of last year where they had to go down to San Antonio for the final and arduous road trip, of the, all the reports were that they had a difficult time getting down there. Uh, made winning down there all the more difficult. 
every point matters. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you mentioned it. We're we're very early in the season to where we're not counting points, looking at the playoff picture, trying to you know figure out where they're going to slot in. However, every point matters. Yep. It, it, as as Louisville City tries to pursue the opportunity to host the, the championship game and to your point, win the regular season title for the first time in team history. So going on the road while. A tie would be a good result, absolutely, against the top team in the East, a very improved Charleston team. If you come out of there with a point on the road, you got to be happy. Um, but a win would really keep the pressure on for Louisville City. Not the pressure, but keep the expectations high, yep. I suppose. After you know, And it also would really solidify that this team is back after those two losses to El Paso and, and Sacramento. I mean, that, that was as shaken as I can remember Louisville City ever being. And while they have had three straight wins, they're all by a one-to-nothing score, it would be, you know, they, they, we haven't seen them really unleash on a team yet after, after those yeah. losses. Well, let's keep some context in the losses that we had. Even then, we were still floating near the top of the table. Let's, I mean, let's be really honest about it. We're spoiled. We have very high expectations. And, like, I get it. It was the magnitude of the loss, I think, that hurt the most on there. And, I mean, after beating Lexington, after beating Detroit, after beating San Antonio, I think at this point we can we can have moved on from those those early bad thumpings. You know, they're never going to fully leave our mind anytime soon. But I I would say they're, air quote, they're, they're back. They're ready to play. Now this is yet just another big test for, for the club. But like you said before, the more points we can get, the better, because it's, they, they count the same as the matches towards the end of the season. Really curious to see if Charleston has a big turnout for this game because they are a team with a lot of history. They're one of the oh, older yeah. older professional teams in America, regardless of division. I think all the way back to the mid-'90s. Um, they, but they've hit some hard times the last five or six years, I'll say. Uh, they've not really been an elite team. They've had it points in their history where they were an elite team in the USL. Uh, but the last five or six years, not so much. But now... They've got a new head coach, an energetic new head coach, coming off of a USL Coach of the Year season. He has obviously injected this team with a newfound confidence, a newfound ability uh, to get results against quality teams, like you pointed out, with uh, victories over Tampa Bay this year. Really curious to see if the fans turn out uh, out in Charleston, because it's not always, in the last couple of years, it's not always been the most intimidating environment. But this has all the makings of a big, big game with Louisville City, perennial power, perennial Eastern Conference uh, leader, coming in still in second place still right there battling with you for the top of of the eastern conference um i'd I'd be interested to see how that crowd turns out in charleston yeah for the sake of the league i always root i kind of like just not root on but i want success for the clubs that are in markets that don't have other big competing sports right charleston's a good example of that think of like birmingham they don't have like an nfl team they don't have like a mlb team things like that and so they can be like their premier sport in their respective city that they're in and you mentioned ben pyramid again i just keep thinking how badly memphis fumbled the bag with not resigning him because i think there is definitely a willingness to they just didn't get the deal done and and i mean memphis's loss was batteries gain there so good on them and memphis is hurting because of the loss i mean check yep. a, a look at the standings here i looked at them on saturday night uh, after the the early round of games memphis is in dead last in yep. the eastern conference they they're, have two points yeah they're not what they were Right. I mean, you're absolutely right. Fumble the bag is an understatement on Ben Pierman. Uh, and the fact that Charleston was able to scoop him up, credit to them. Um, they are, again, such a much improved team. They're un- unbeaten, by the way, 4-0-2 and with two ties. Um, so, you know, they suddenly are a contender in, in the league and in the Eastern Conference. And it makes me all the more appreciative that we were able to get Coach Danny Cruz. You know, a while back when he's the assistant coach, I thought it was more of a, a win than if he would leave us for a head coaching job. Panned out in a very weird way, but happens that, you know, 
how it went down. We were able to retain uh, Coach Danny Cruz, and we now benefit from that. So I'm glad that we didn't didn't ruin that opportunity and let him go elsewhere. And he signed a, a contract extension with Louisville City as well. So he'll be around for, for the next couple of years. Certainly, you would imagine, has a bigger and brighter future. Not, that, not to throw any shade at Louisville City, but Danny Cruz has MLS or Europe written in his future probably. Um, but for the here and now, for the next couple of years, he's Louisville City's man. So how I think about this is like I always want the best for our players or staff and it's wherever that takes them, whether it be MLS, Europe, or whatnot. So if there's opportunities to present themselves, I want them to take that. I want... It, think of it kind of like uh, you know, like UK and college basketball. I'm use that because I'm a UK fan. Sure. Um, you know, they bring in this talent. You want them like to do great things while they're there, and then you also want them to move on and do bigger and better things. Like, and carry, I know carry one, on your name to the next. Yeah, level, and yeah. I know one thing John Calipari said before about recruiting and whatnot, talking about like what if they you know, what if they did away with the one done rule and guys could go straight to the NBA or whatever. He very much always brushed it off, saying we'll always eat first, right? right. And I kind of feel that way about. Um, about Louisville City. At this point, I think we've built up enough of a name, a reputation. We have all this, you know, we have the stadium, the training ground, whatnot. Like, if push comes to sub, we will eat first. We will be, we've earned the spot of being a premier destination. I love it. I love Am I wrong? It. I, no, Am I wrong? No, but I, yeah. I, I love it from you. Louisville City, we will eat first. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, again, Lou City coming up on Saturday night at Charleston. That's a 7.30 kick. We'll have coverage at 7.15. One versus two in the, the USL's Eastern Conference. When we come back after this break, a huge game coming up for Racing Louisville as well. They are on the West Coast. They are undefeated this season, but there have been some issues. We'll talk about it. Um, they're taking on Portland on Saturday night, the defending NWSL champions. So that's a huge one as well. We'll break down racing Louisville. When we return, you're listening to Soccer City here on ESPN 680-105. Looking for work? Better pay? Better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. 5.7 and the ESPN Louisville app. You're locked on Soccer City right here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Benton Newman. All right, now welcome back. I, I, I jumped well, the gun there. I always jump the gun well, on, quick on, on, that one, on, huh? the, on the branding there. <laughs> Soccer City here on ESPN 680, 105.7 and the ESPN Louisville app. We are here every Thursday night. At 6 o'clock, we talk all things Louisville City, racing Louisville, professional soccer in Louisville in general. I'm Jeff Milby. Benton Newman is across from me. Uh, Benton, we've just talked about Louisville City a lot, so let's turn, uh, let's, let's shift over and talk about racing Louisville. Uh, they have had an impressive start to the season. They are unbeaten. They are also, however, looking for their first win, three straight ties, two of them on the road, 0-0 at Houston, then 2-2 at home to Washington, and then most recently on Saturday night, 2-2 at Angel City in Los Angeles. And this is a team, to me, 
Benton that is still learning how to win because they've had so many new pieces come in in the offseason, so many new additions, uh, so many new players that are impact starting players that make a difference, and they're still kind of gelling, coalescing a little bit. Case in point, Washington at home, they trail 2 nothing at halftime. They dominate the second half, score two goals, force a tie, get a point at home. Feels a little bit like a win because of how it happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and you come out of that game as a racing Louisville fan and say, like, wow, that was impressive. There is definitely hope for the future of this team. If they can do what they did in the second half, they're going to be great. Go on the road to Angel City. The very next half they play, albeit with an international break in between, but the very next half they play, similar kind of feeling. They come out in front of 19,000 or so at BMO Stadium in L.A. Uh, and put on a sensational performance in the first half. Really dominate Angel City, score a couple of goals. They had three or four other really quality chances. Going to halftime with a 2 nothing lead. The issue was the second half, the script shifted, the narrative flipped, uh, everything changed. They cough up two goals, and they come out of there with a 2-2 tie that feels a little bit like a loss. So to me, it's a team still learning how to win. Yeah, I mean, they're so close to a break breakthrough. But when, when you think about it, think of how many players on this roster are new to the team, right? It takes chemistry to get these good attacking sequences up and good chemistry to make sure you're keeping the ball out of the back of your net. And you have to think that the more time that they get to play together in these competitive minutes, the more they're going to gel and the more that these kind of results next time might be wins for us because they'll be that much more together. They are so close to a breakthrough, and they're showing a lot of promise, especially that first half you're showing. They were so dangerous. There were a lot of great moments on there. Um, you know, obviously a freebie with the, with the penalty kick, which I, I – and I, I wouldn't call it a freebie. I think Sav earned it. Savannah DeMello earned that penalty. Well, I don't mean, you say? getting a, a penalty kick, I mean, you have like an 80% success rate. So. That's, that's true. I, well, I, I, meant, I meant less of a freebie in terms of drawing the foul in the box. Yeah. I think she aren't. But, yeah, the penalty kick you're going to convert every time. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, point aside, the point I was trying to make is that um, – well, I'm sorry to interrupt you. First off, I heard that this was Savannah DeMello's first goal from inside the box, which I haven't fact-checked that personally, but I totally believe it. I do too given because her track record. She, she only scores bangers and only scores yep. 25-yard free kicks. So, At least that's the way it felt last year. Yep. So. so that's a f- funny, awkward statistic. But anyway, the point I want to get to is that one sequence keeps sticking on my mind from that match. It wasn't even a goal scoring. It was about 13 minutes in. Uh, about halfway um, in the middle of the field, Jalen House sends a long pass to, uh, to Kirsten Davis. And I think uh, Jalen got like run over right after that pass. Who uh, Davis? Um, um, excuse me, it's just the Fisher. Fisher passed it over to Davis. Davis got to Demel, who then took the shot that went off the crossbar. But that man, now that, that was liquid football. That was beautiful stuff right there. And if they can keep stringing together attacking sequences like that, they're going to be a really eff- a, 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 yeah, effective offensive team. It's moments like that that give racing Louisville fans optimism. And this is, I can't say this enough to people who are listening that haven't watched racing Louisville, that haven't paid that close of attention. This is such a better team than the racing Louisville teams that they've put out there the first couple of years. There are so many new talented players. The young core is gelling and growing and advancing forward. Jalen Howell, Savannah DeMello, Katie Lund in goal, a few other players. Kirsten Davis, uh, just a second-year pro. She was phenomenal on Saturday night. Uh, scored a goal from like 20 yards. Absolute banger. I mean, the, the quality of goals we've seen on a racing Louisville this year has already been uh, vastly superior than the last couple of years, in my opinion. Um, but those moments like the one you're talking about, the, the DeMello shot that went off the post, the little sequences of play, you can see this team, the talent is there, the soccer IQ is there. They just got to learn each other a little bit more, continue to gel together, and they're going to make some teams look silly, I think, this year. That, that may be going out on a little bit of a limb, 
But the flashes that we've seen from this team, they're going to be really good at times this season once they finally come together. Hey, what's that money show that's on TV? They talk about the stocks a lot, something, and, you know, Mad, Mad Money, I think it's Mad called. Money, something sure, like that. Yeah. Buy, buy, buy. That's right. Buy and racing Louisville. Absolutely. Like, like, this is a no-brainer yeah. right now, right? Like, we have so much talent on this team, and you can see how close they are with these results. And I bet by the latter half of the season, they're going to be looking a lot sharper. And I think they already do look dangerous at times. But, you know, it's not all, uh, you know, not all rainbow and sunshines here. As you said, obviously, we did give that up. And it's one of those draws that feels like a loss, how it went down. And when it goes down to it, you, you just think back to some of those sequences. Like, man, if we could have just put away one more goal. DeMello, towards the end of the first half, she had a shot that hit off the um, the post. So she, I guess, had, or no, I think it went wide right. It was very, very close, yeah, though. Yeah, very close. Like, she, like, she wants that one back. And yeah. another one, uh, Justin McDonald off a set piece. She got wide open. Yeah, that was early in the second half, yeah. And, and missed that one as well. You think if they get one of those two, yeah. all of a sudden it's it's a win. One where, uh, where Angel City almost clawed back, but they didn't. But because we didn't get those, they were able to their, – their two goals was enough to secure a draw for them. And it stings that much more. It was from a former player. That's right, Savannah McCaskill. She scored yes. that late goal, and she got the assist actually on the she goal did. before that too. That was an awkward free kick. That was like a very awkward angle, yep. awkward goal to score. Like it's, it's the kind of like what do you, what do you do there? It was you a know? crowd at the near post. It, it was like a short corner almost where the free kick was placed. It was probably eight or ten yards in yeah. from the corner flag. And just, I don't know. You just blast it into the mixer yeah. and it bounces and it off a body. Off somebody like, into the back of the net. Yep, I don't think anybody's exactly right. sure who actually officially scored that goal as far yep. as like who would actually touch. But it's like, what do you do against that kind of goal? Like, that's it stinks, you know? Again, Real deflating. Racing Louisville getting set for a huge game on Saturday night. They continue this little road trip out west. They're going to play at the Portland Thorns in Providence Park. That game is a 10.30, I yes. believe. Ten, yes, it is. 10.30. Thank you, Benton. Uh, 10.30 kickoff at Portland. You can watch it on Paramount Plus, which racing Louisville fans are very familiar with. You can also watch it on local television for the first time on Circle, which is Wave, uh, formerly known as Wave 3, Wave's alternative station. Um, you can watch it uh, online with Circle as well. Um, so that's something to watch out for. So if you're a racing Louisville fan, you can watch it on local TV. Over the air, it's Wave 3.3, Spectrum Cable Channel 193, and Dish Networks 370. So that's coming up Saturday night, 10.30 at Portland. A couple other players that caught my eye in that game, or we can talk about a little bit more. We've already mentioned their names. Um, let's talk about Sav DeMello. She is maybe, if you want to um, really nitpick or, or point out somebody on the racing Louisville team, she may be the star with the brightest future, perhaps, I'll say. She is a midfielder, had a great argument for Rookie of the Year last year. Um, great dribbling skills, such a low center of gravity. She's a player right there with Jalen Howell and Katie Lund, players that will likely be in the national team picture, I think, after this World Cup is up for the women. When the cycle resets, when they're trying to build a new team gearing up for the next World Cup, I think those three players will have every opportunity to state their case to the national team coach, whoever it is at the time, and say, hey, we deserve to be members of the U.S. women's national team. But she had Savannah DeMello her best game of the season and the first time this season to me where you watched the game and said that's the Sav DeMello that can lead racing Louisville to many many wins over the next several years um, she had a humongous impact not just the goal not just the chance off the post but the ability to, to work with their teammates the ability as I mentioned she's so dangerous 
give her the ball and she can take on two or three players on the dribble and be effective and get past them and create chances all herself. Yeah, the great the great thing is is that not only has she had a year of growth in the league, you know, the rookie year is just a lot of learning, a lot of newness to it, the level of competition has increased, to travel, etc. A lot of different from what she's used to in the past. But now the supporting cast around her has also gotten stronger. It's only going to help her continue to get better and continue to help this team is when this thing is kind of self-perpetuating. But yeah, I think she's uh, she's a no-brainer as of right now for the uh, for the national team in the future. You know, um, you know, same with Howe. And, and I'm actually pretty um, irate that Lunt hasn't gotten any sort of look yeah. yet. No, she, she definitely deserves it. that's deserved. disrespectful. It's, but it's one of those things, there's like an established, you know, group in the national team camp already. You know, she would kind of be from the outside coming yeah. in. But she certainly, look, I mean, you set the league record for saves last year. You don't necessarily want to do that as a team. But the fact that she was able to do that and make those saves herself, like, She's as impressive yeah. as any goalkeeper in the league. I think. I think at this point, she's at least earned some sort of a call up, like a vote of confidence. One, maybe for a smaller scale match, Absolutely. one to say like, "Hey, when you're like on the radar. You're doing the right get, thing." Yeah. Exactly that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm not expecting her to go in and and steal the show from any of the other established keeper, keepers. I just think she's overdue for that. Again, pretty biased. I got some lavender tinted glasses on over <laughs> here, but yeah. Well, one other one other player that really caught my eye that we talked about a little bit, but let's sing her praises for a moment. Kirsten Davis. Oh yeah. Um, as impressive a game from her as I can remember seeing in this just her second year. The goal she scored was from 20 yards away with her left foot and a clean finish. Um, but just her ability as a player that really has been uh, looked over a little bit, I'll, I'll say, by, by oh, yeah. the coaching That's staff fair. at times and, and the organization because she was brought in sort of as an afterthought as a rookie last year, um, wins herself some playing time down the stretch in the season, scores a goal, um, and then this season, they bring in Uchina Kanu, who is a Nigerian international, a World Cup level player, a world class level player as well. Uh, certainly will have an impact and probably will be the starter for racing Louisville going forward in that number nine spot. But here comes Kirsten Davis, and she gets a chance on the road um, and absolutely stamped her impact on that game on Saturday night. She's going to be a real weapon for racing Louisville, whether it's in a starting role or off the bench. She is an asset for this team. Yeah, mad money again. Bye, bye, bye. 100%. 100%. <laughs> Great talent. And I mean, we do have a lot of attacking talent this year, but I think it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit early on the Louisville City side of things is the competition that you get in practice and how you know, rising tides raise those all boats or whatever that saying right. is. That's 100% right. Yeah, so I mean, she... Even before her goal, I was th- sitting there thinking to myself, like, gosh, she's having an outstanding outing here. You know, yeah. She's making the most of her opportunity there and, and really pitching her case for getting more minutes. And I hope that we see more of that because she is a talented player. And one, like you said, I think it's just in general it got overlooked. We should have uh, we should have come up with some kind of stock-themed gimmick for this segment for yeah, racing. We need like a stock about. bell sound yeah. effect ding, or ding, something. Ding, ding, I need... And then we're buying stock on all the players. Maybe we'll do that. Give me a big red button that I can smash. There you go. That's right. <laughs> uh, so again, racing Louisville coming up at Portland uh, on Saturday night, 1030 on Paramount Plus and on Circle here on local TV. Louisville City at Charleston Saturday night, 730. Uh, one versus two in the USL Eastern Conference. Give me, uh, give me a couple thoughts. Uh, go ahead, Benton. What, what, what you got? You can watch both of those matches at Thunder at Lynn Family Stadium. That's right. We talked about it before, but for those who missed it, it's cool viewing. I did it last year. You pay uh, 
I don't know the dollar amount. I <laughs> don't remember but, that. But you buy a ticket, you get in the stadium, you get restrooms, you get food truck vendors, right. nice seats for the air show, for Thunder, and both matches will be on the big screen. It's a good time. And you can't, the weather holds out. You can't beat that view. You got downtown Louisville over here on the left. To the right, you see all the bridges. You see the fireworks yeah. overhead. It's a beautiful, beautiful view. And, and, and to your point, comfortable seats, access to bathrooms. You're not fighting for a patch of grass and it wasn't, out there in Waterfront Last Park. year, at least, it wasn't like obnoxiously crowded or anything. It was like just very comfortable like you're just you're like isolated but in a good way you know and you have the ability to go in and out of the stadium it's a cool setup all right so that's coming up at lynn family stadium saturday for thunder and lucidity and racing on the road a couple of big opportunities for statement wins for both teams we'll see what happens yeah the thorns gonna be a really tricky one let's see what we can get out of that one this is the kind where if we get a point from uh in providence park we'll feel pretty good about that again soccer city every thursday night six o'clock espn 680 1057 and the ESPN Louisville app. He's Benton. I'm Jeff. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Vamos Marauders. I don't know. We've got plenty of hype for the weekend. The weekend.